To say gonna, it that way. I'm even gonna, cr- I'm gonna crumble my body. No, as you I go say Dave Midhage. Midhage. No, but I, but it just sounds weird coming from me. Yeah, life is weird. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Well, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Globe Thoughting. It's another great week. Today with me is an old friend and a good boy and a nice little Lebanese Habibi. Yeah. Okay, but I'm gonna say your name right, but I feel bad saying it this way. It feels wrong, no. but it's Dave so, Midhage. Yes. Did yes. I say it right? Yeah, it's a Dave Midhage. Midhish. And the only reason I told you I say it, that, I mean, I should have been saying that way since I was a kid, but um, I was in Lebanon for the first time in, in this in June of last year, correct? Yeah, New Year. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't there. Yeah. So last year. And I'm, someone says, I'm with a, a Lebanese comic from, from Lebanon, and he someone says, Merhej, and he goes, he goes, no, no. He goes, what are you doing? I go, what? He goes, it's Midhish. And I was like, yeah. He goes, yes, don't you say Midhish. <laughs> I go, yeah, I know, man. But he goes, no, no. Like he was so adamant that people yeah. say it right. Yeah. Midhish. And I felt like I let I let Lebanon down. <laughs> I also feel like you let Lebanon down. <laughs> but like, you know, wow. you, but your family emigrated to Canada. So you had to put a little Canadian twist on it. I don't. I think we still say in our community in Windsor. I grew up in Windsor, Ontario, which is in Canada. And my parents they moved separately like they didn't meet in Lebanon they met in Canada oh so um it's it's my dad's last name my mom's last name is Reshwen uh Resh yeah Reshwen but Midhij like if you're in the community like if you're talking to other Middle Eastern people in Windsor you'd probably just growing up you would they would say Midhij so they would say it that way okay. but then you were outside of that you're hearing Merhej Merhaj Merhiji so it was like really like <laughs> scattered everywhere right yeah because like when i would hear you like come up on like you know like shows merheji they don't know how to even they say don't know it, how yeah. to, i think i'm doing actually a really good job you are but even if i said merhej they'll be like merheji like no one it's like a tough last name it's it's not, it's not that tough. tough you it's know what's tough. you know it's great it's not that tough no people it's don't not wanna. that hard like when you ask people to pronounce your name correctly it's this is very simple actually if they're just listening and they can open up their mouths pro- yeah. you can say it's not that hard no. but you know people feel awkward i think yeah and they don't want to ask and also people are lazy maybe and also they just don't care <laughs> It's right, if we're talking comedy and hosts. Yeah, they don't give a shit. A fucking comedian who doesn't know you is going to respect your last name. They yeah. don't even remember your first name. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dave is easy. You'd be surprised. Amazing. Yeah. Well, welcome. You know Dave. He's an amazing stand-up comic. He's won a billion awards. I haven't won, won any awards. You've won I've, I've so won many. I've you've won, won like four thousand. Like, you won Just for Laughs in 2011. I did. Sorry. I did my fucking homework. You did your homework. It's really weird to research your friends. Like, it's like weird. it's weird. You're like, ugh, this feels gross. But it's yeah. like, but you know, I was like, damn, this guy is like just covered in awards. You won Juno Award. Yeah. You won a million awards. Mazel Tov. Thank you. Um, so proud of you, Bibi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> look, we're doing a Jewish blended Arab. It's cute. It's cute. It look, is. we're bringing the world together. <laughs> it's cute. Um, so you know him from Rami. You play. Ahmed. Yes. I'm saying that right. Yes, Ahmed. Yeah. Uh, is it not Ahmed? No, it'll be. I mean, I'd say Ahmed. Even Ahmed. you say you say Rami like Rami, but I mean, people wouldn't say 
my agent in Canada goes Rami, and I have to correct them. I'm like, it's wrong. It's Rami. Like they can't even say Rami. They go Rami. Um, Rami is so easy. But in I to um, I call him Rami, but I mean I've said Rami. It's you know. Yeah. But I should I again would not naturally say that. I wouldn't say Rami, but I mean on the show it's I would say Ahmed. Okay. Okay. But my question is, if some white bitch comes up to you and and tries to say "dip merhishi" and she puts a lot of like flavor and color on it, isn't it a little cringy? Or is it respectful? Like my question is, is like, what's the line between like trying to be culturally respectful and just a fucking cringy ass bitch? Like you're not part of it. (laughs) No. If you go, sorry, that's from smoking cigarettes, um, the cough. But if she. If anyone adds a little thing, then of course it's weird. If they're yeah. off, I feel that if they're honestly trying, yeah. if they're honestly trying to be respectful and getting it right, then I respect that. But if they go like they add a, <laughs> then I'm like, yo, you being too much. But, but I probably wouldn't say anything because I'm, because uh, I like white women. I get that. So I wouldn't say. Anything. Yeah, I understand. It's yeah. Oh, the pussy's almost more important than being nice to Lebanon. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I guess. Put that on a bumper sticker. Yeah, you know? yeah I guess that's. Uh, um, welcome. I appreciate you doing this. I know that you have been like all over the place. You just—he was telling me before we started recording, twenty-nine shows in three weeks in Canada. You just like put out an album. You're just like doing the most. So I appreciate you making yeah. some time to do this because I know you. you're exhausted. Um, I'm proud of you. Thank you. You're doing fucking awesome. Thank you. I'm really, really happy for you. It's it's very cool. Thank How, you so you much. You guys finished another season of Rami. Of Rami. Yeah. <laughs> We did another <laughs> season of Rami, <laughs> Rami. Uh, in ha, I'm gonna, September. I'm gonna, it premiered that? of last year. It's season three. I think it's the best season so far. Um, the experience is always great. It's just like a family. Did like you get to meet um, Bella Hadid? I did. Um, Was that the greatest moment of your life? She's so sweet. She she's like from from the minimal interaction. I felt like at least the the energy was very sweet. That's good. Like I went to shake her hand because I was like, how how we were introduced, and then she's like, oh I hug, and I was like, oh this is this is cool. That's nice. It was very nice. And then we I think at one point we we're talking about anxiety for a while. That's cool. And we had like and um, I, I love just, trauma bonding with supermodels. I do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's, uh, but uh, it's she. I think I I just did one scene. I was it was one scene. I think it was the first day of of uh shooting for me was that scene, which is pretty I thought that was pretty cool. That is that is a, it's it's a cool. hard to peak after that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and uh yeah, it was just great to be back there and we had because we took a year off because of COVID and it was just like the whole crew even day one when they started filming, everybody in the crew was just was happy to be there in a sense that they loved the project. And that just makes filming, I think, a lot better. Mm-hmm. And it makes it a lot funner. And then there's like a meaning and a purpose. And then it builds like a family. And then Rami himself leads that example of like having great energy and, and, and just being kind and, and, and letting you be. It's almost like letting you be you. You know, and, and guiding you and, and it just really creates created like such a dope atmosphere that I miss it when I'm not there. And, you know, I I, I, it, I don't think you get all of those type of experiences all the time. Yeah. Unfortunately. So it is cool to be able to do your work in a really meaningful way um, yeah. and have it not be like just like, oh, we're just making superficial fluff. Like yeah. it's very it seems like it's a very meaningful like space 100%. to be in. So that's lucky, that's yeah. fucking cool. And yeah. Rami's a good boy. He is, yeah. Rami's a really good boy. Rami's a very good Rami, boy. Rami, yeah. Um, 
I now I feel like I'm saying it like an Italian way. No, I it's, know it's bad. It's not good. This is what I mean. I'm trying to say it now. I'm just making it Italian. I don't know. No, say it how you want to say it. Then I won't. I won't press you. It's okay. I care. I really do care. Cause I have a basic ass bitch last night, Frank. If you've ever read the di- diary of Anne Frank, you know how to fucking say it. You know what I mean? I, I know. Don't. I haven't read the diary, but I know how to say it. You haven't read the diary? I don't. I what don't read bit? a lot. What the fuck? But everybody reads that it's in school. In like, America. In third grade. So the Canadians don't give a I shit about the Holocaust? Is this your hot take that the Canadians don't give a shit about the Holocaust? They're nice about everything but the Holocaust? No, they do care. But I mean, I don't think we read that in grade three. Well, in, gra- I- in third grade, we read that fucking shit. You guys did, yeah. All right, fine. There's a cult. look. I love finding Canadian American cultural differences because that to me is so funny. I'm just yeah, like, it's just, uh, we're we're a lot more pleasant culture. You are pleasant. Yeah, we're a pleasant culture. Um. Okay. So, welcome to the podcast. This is a tr- when I told him the name, he goes, "Oh, don't make me talk about sex." I'm like, "I'm not gonna make. It's not a sex podcast." Because uh, I thought it was thotting. It is. It's globe thotting. It's okay. just like globe trotting. It's fun. Okay, you know, okay, I'm just okay. trying to be fun here. No, okay? I, I respect that. I'm just trying to make a pun. No one likes puns, but that pun's fun, right? That pun is... No, that pun is oh. kind of fun. Yeah, no, I, I see it now. It it's is. a vibe, okay? It is, I apologize. But I'm not going to make you talk about your sex life unless you are dying to, which, in which case I think we're all interested. No. Okay, I won't ask you anything else. Um, okay, so my first opening question is, have you ever had like a really epic diarrhea story while traveling? Yeah, like not, I don't think it's super, super epic. Just I, any diarrhea story while traveling. Oh, did I? Yeah, that's is that this that is disgust. I think it's like when you <laughs> was it? Where was it? I had to dump my underwear. I just don't know if it was. Tra- it must have been traveling. It's like when you when I farted, I guess, and you're like, that's a weird because it was like a different level sound, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I felt that. I felt that. So what did you? Where were you? What did you do? What I happened? think I had to get rid of the underwear. But you don't remember where you – I can't remember. The story, like, it it doesn't know space or time. No, because I remember this was like I, – I was traveling from – I had a birthday party in Toronto, and I had to go to Just for Laughs the next day. So I had to fly this airline porter, and we went pretty crazy, I would say. I mean, to the point where I left my laptop charger or my laptop in the hotel room where my brothers were with me. And they, were, I was going to Montreal, and they had to in Porter. You got to take like a, a, a basically a, uh, like a boat to get to the island to fly out of there. So they had to get on a boat because I, I was already at the airport and come give me the, the lap. That's how wasted I was, and how I was like I had to dip. Like we turned up pretty heavy. So I'm on this plane, and I see like a comic that I know, and I used to work at MTV Canada, and I saw some of the crew members. And I have to, like, shit and vomit, I think. Like, I just was not doing well. And I remember using the bathroom and coming out. And when the door opened, they, like, they, someone from their crew had to use the bathroom. It was just their look of, like, and I think I went, ah, sorry. Like, <laughs> like they didn't know what happened, but it, 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 you had to say sorry. I'm so sorry. That yeah, you had to, like, so but I mean. threw away your underwear. No, that I kept my underwear, but I'm saying that was a violent. Whatever happened in that bathroom was like a mix of everything. These are two separate stories. Oh, thank yeah. you for the. It's like a cross promotion. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, I love it was like that. the. Ter- I I got so wasted. Oh. And like partied, I can't even like you know. I think I'm. Yeah, I don't even remember. I just remember being like, "Fuck, where's my laptop stuff?" And my younger brothers at the time they were super young, I had to come give their older brother his belongings 
Oh. You know what I mean? On a boat, basically. Like, this basically. is not a good story for no. you. No, no. But, but I mean, the, the, the turn up was real. <laughs> what were you partying for? What was the? We did a. I did a birthday party at a at a at a at a club basically in Toronto called Parts and Labor in, uh, in Parkdale, and I was like. Uh, How old were you turning? I, I was older. I was like in my 30s, but I used to do parties every year. I just thought that was, I was like, let me just do parties, man. These are super fun. Like all the homies would come, everyone would come together and it was just like super um, self-indulgent. But we just would like, just have a wild ass time. And we would like, I'd get, I'd make posters and shit like that. <laughs> it was like a themed kind of. Um, You're like a sorority girl. No, do we did time. one. And my boy was like, "Yo, we should." We I think he, he's like, "Yo, you should do something like you're visiting Toronto for your birthday." And we did like a all day barbecue That's at his fun. crib. And I remember we were like, and then everybody had come out because also you don't see people usually see, so everybody was out. So I remember I and I just kind of got I just loved doing them. I think that I do them. The last one, no, the last one I was in, I almost planned one in Montreal. I was going to do it at a shawarma place at, uh, at night, and then I was just too tired. What's your birthday? July 21st. All right, this July, let's, yeah. you got to go hard. I remember you telling me when we met, we met back in like 2015, 2014, yeah. 2015, like back then, oh my God, it's crazy. But I remember you telling me it just does not translate. You're like, you put up all this, I remember yeah. we were talking about it, you were like, oh, put so many years, yeah. so many hours into Canadian TV, yeah. Canadian stand-up, so many credits. So it doesn't fuck. You come to America, no one gives a fuck. They don't care. And it's like, I That's remember. That's crazy, though. It is. But, I, like, I remember, so I was, my ex, she didn't know what I did in, not didn't, I mean, how would you? She never been to Canada. She didn't know that she only knew me here from America. So when, when she came with me to Montreal, it was like one night, the first night, it was, uh, the shows didn't start yet. We were walking around, and I was like, let's go to this bar. But I didn't realize when I got close to it, I go, this is a fucking comedy night at this bar. I didn't want to do this. So then we get up to it, and I saw one of the the comics that I know. And he's like, yo, what up? And then you forget because, you, you know, and then people were co – comics were coming up to me asking. But just the way their demeanor was yeah. and what they were asking, she was behind me or next to me, and she's like – after we left, she goes, whoa, that was like, some guy asked me for advice. Like, he, like there's a reverence they have for you. She didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we're walking. This is all like the timing of it was just crazy. And then we get to a bar. We're waiting for her friend. And then some woman with her daughter starts tripping out. I think she thinks I'm like someone else, like David Tell. Like she's just tripping. She's like, I know you. And I was like, oh, I don't know. She's, I'm like, where'd you see me? She's trying to figure out. It took her like 15 minutes. She goes, you did this. It was a Just for Laughs taping. You were wearing this hat. And I was like, yeah. And then she's like, can I take a picture? So her friend shows up. So she's telling her friend, yo, this happened at this other bar. This happened here. And then we go to another bar, the three of us. And it was all timing by chance. This group of people on their way out. They're like, so she's like, what the? So she's like, this guy paid all these people to come up come to him yeah. so that he would look really good on. So I would fuck him. That's kind of what she. I <laughs> no, I mean like, but <laughs> yeah, but it could, but and then it happened in Montreal a a, a, bun a bunch more times. Yeah. So and it only ha she only saw that happen once here in L.A. because of Rami. Mm -hmm. So she gets there now. She's like, well, and then we go to Toronto, and it's happening because my special came out there. Now it's happening like. We're at a restaurant. Some woman's like on a date, I think, and she stops the date. She's like, Dave Merhej. Or she goes, David Merhej. And I go, yeah. She goes, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say, I don't know why I said David. She had just watched the special. She watches Rami. So this is all happening. And she's like, what? She's like, why did you even leave? Like, you know what I mean? So she would, so it's, 
but you would never know that until you got there, mm-hmm. right? So that's what I mean by it's like it's um, – because I put in so much time. By nature, people are going to like start yeah. to like know you and stuff like that. But it doesn't translate in a sense here, but it does – it did give me the experience TV and stand-up-wise. That's what translates over here. Right, that you can come in confident because yeah. you know what you're doing. Yeah. How does it feel to get recognized now? Is it, like, weird? No, it's very – it's a, such a blessing. Yeah? That somebody cares. Oh. somebody, like uh, – <laughs> That's such to, a sad way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> That's, like, the most depressing way you could say that. Yeah. I, mean, I know what you mean, but it's just – it's. That was, it's <laughs> I always – it's – I, I always like I trip out over artists. I'm so now, you know, because of like Rami, I can meet artists that I, I looked up to and I feel they're dope. And I love geeking out over it. Mm-hmm. And I think there's such a beauty about geeking over it and, and about because it's like, yo, this is why we do this shit. So I never want to get to a point where you're like, oh, it's like, nah, man, if you took the time and the confidence and, the, and, and you, I don't know if you have anxiety to walk over and be like, show me love, then we show I'm going to show you love. We're going to show each other love. But, I mean, if you get weird, that's different. But, I mean, we're going to show each other love. And yeah. I don't I, – I take – I do not take it for granted because that shit can disappear, does disappear. Mm. So I try to live in that moment as much as I can because I don't know when it's going to end or if it's – yeah, I don't know. So I, I think it's beautiful. I think it takes courage to walk up to a stranger and be like, yo – and it also helps us out. Anybody saying, like – Man, whatever, bro. It's helping you out. Don't get the fuck out of here. What? I think especially, I think people who didn't put in the years, especially, like, don't, maybe don't feel it as much. But I think if you put in, like, 20 plus years, you put in, you know. A but l- I, I could understand when it gets too much. Like, if you're like, like if, if you're like fucking, Justin Bieber and yeah, you're fucking, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah. I could see, like, I don't yeah. want to do this again. But I'm saying yeah. for, for, it doesn't happen that much. Yeah. So when I, when it happens, I'm like, of course, I'm welcoming it a hundred percent. That's nice. Yeah. Um, the second opening question is, uh, have you ever gotten into like, a serious fight or big fight with anyone? It could be family, friends, romantic partner, anyone. Welcome. Yeah, I remember we were in Edinburgh. He, <laughs> you had, you had one fucking loaded yeah. in the chamber. Because we're, we're still homies. We've been homies for like almost 20 years. I mean, I met Pat in like 2005 or six in Toronto. We were roommates. We're still friends. I was just talking to him today. Pat Bircher, one of the funniest comedians I know, so, so good, lives in New York from Canada. You can look him up on Instagram, uh, on YouTube. You follow him. He's just really great. We had gone to Edinburgh, Scotland for the festival, but we were, like, so new. We were handing out flyers. We weren't even in the books, as they say. Like, we were off the books, like, our own venue. And the guy that we went with, we were all friends. And, and then we went with another comic. And it got too much. I think we signed up for something we didn't expect. Tensions were high. We were mad at him. We were stressed at him. And then me and Pat started to, like, start to bicker. And then he was got into, like, one – I remember we got into a, a fight where he's, like – and he was right. He was just, like, man, it doesn't – you know, you get the attention on stage. You ain't got to try to get the attention off stage all the time. And we were just running – we were on fumes, and we got into this huge blowout. I remember, I remember it vividly. So how did what, how did it were you guys like staying in the same place together? Yeah, all four of us were staying in the same. So house. what what did you have to do? Just I mean, we st- I can't remember the details, but we stayed friends, obviously. But it sucked. I mean, we were younger. I don't. There wasn't a right or wrong. It was just that we were like reaching our wits' end, mm-hmm. and 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 things, and you learn, and 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 
that's my brother still. So I mean, look, it he's he's it's family. So we're still friends. But is there anything like when you're traveling with? I mean, you don't really travel very much besides for work. You don't really yeah. go. You you just took your first vacation. Right? And then it was like there was feuds there too. But that's because it's that's, you're traveling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're what, around. There's a lot of you have a lot of anxiety. We've talked about this. We yeah. both have a lot of anxiety. So like you know, I feel you. But um, you were saying like you just went on your first trip to Lebanon. In June, and you're 40, you're in 40. So I was 42, I am, no way, I was 41 at the time. That's I'm wild 42, that yeah. you, that you know, you're, you come from Lebanese family, never, why? They, because they moved, my dad moved when he was like, and then they never went back. None of my, my mom doesn't fly, she has massive anxiety, so she ain't gonna fly, so she's never been back. She left wow. when she was like eight years old. Okay. My dad never went back, his whole family lives in Canada, so okay. he, so, and they never brought us, because my mom, again, doesn't fly. Yeah. So we never went, and I didn't take the initiative because I would, yeah, just failed myself on that end. And no, my I mean, you got there. I did get there, and I give a lot of credit goes to our, our <laughs> sorry, our friend Natalie Akar, who's a comedian from Lebanon, but has lived in New York for I think seven, eight years. She always goes back; it's her home. So she was going to a wedding, and I talked to her about this. She's like, "I think you should really go and go when I'm there." And then so me. And two other like close and like uh, it was like a three of four of us. We went out there. Um, me and my two friends went together. We flew from L.A. Uh, to Lebanon. And yeah, it was like one of the most beautiful, beautiful experiences I've ever had in my like period over everything I've done in my life. I'm so wow. glad I was able to save money. I was able to get to where I'm at career wise, where I was afforded the ability to go there and see both my parents villages or towns. Where are they from? Um, Zahle is where my dad's from and Serel is where my mom's from. So my dad's is an actual, I think it's a city and hers is more of a village, but beautiful, beautiful village. I mean, it was, it was like breathtaking. So did you, did you, did they kind of plan it more and you just sort of followed along or did you no, plan No, I mean, we knew where we, we, we all planned it together. We yeah. got an Airbnb in mm -hmm. Beirut, mm -hmm. but we knew Natalie was going to be there. So talk to me about what that experience was like. What was it first? Like you land in, in Beirut. And like I mean, if it was, uh, that's where our friendships got tested. We had flown from <laughs> LA to Amsterdam and we, re you know, we read, the, I didn't read it, but re our, my friend uh, read the, um, the COVID restrictions to go from Amsterdam to Beirut. But I guess we got when we got to Amsterdam, they kind of like switched it and like on us because we're all we didn't know one of our friends wasn't boosted. Mm -hmm. So they were like, you can't fly because he's not boosted. We miss our flight. Oh, my yeah. God. So now we're stressed. They get tested at the airport because I just had COVID in May. So I have like that letter yeah. from the doctor. So yeah. I was like, whatever. And they were stressed. We're stressed. We're bickering. You could tell we're burnt the fuck out. And we're trying to get a flight. And then the airline's like, no, you can. F we're only there for six days. You can fly in two days. So we're like, no, we need. So we get with the help, I think, of Air France I, or and no and the, the, the workers, I think, at KLM. I can't remember. They got us a flight to go from to Paris and we just to go to France. So we stayed um, and then go to Lebanon. So we stayed one night oh in a hotel in France and flew the next day to Beirut. And we get to Beirut. Um, uh, my two friends get their luggage. My luggage is not there. Oh, my God. So now I have no luggage. <laughs> and Natalie's dad. So I tell Natalie, Natalie's dad goes, gets me underwear and socks. I don't even know this man. He's such a sweetheart. And then now I'm wearing Paul's, my friend Paul's clothes. Paul Eli is a very funny comedian. You can see him on YouTube as well and Instagram. So he, I'm using his clothes. I'm, I think uh, my friend had uh, A24 shorts that were hers. I start wearing those, which I still have. And I'm just 
going into Paul's room, I'm like, what are your shirts you're not wearing? Let's go. Let's mix and match. Because I had only like the – it was so – and so that luggage – they're like, we're going to send it. Just check. Give us your number. Or give us. We gave them or my friend's dad's number, and then they didn't call. So I went like two days before I was flying back to L.A., and they're like, look, man, your, your luggage isn't here still. They're like, we'll route it, reroute it, sorry, to L.A. Um, and I watched them put it in the computer, and it doesn't come. So th- I got my luggage two months ago. What? Yeah. So I, it was since June. And I had to buy all new clothes. You new didn't luggage. have to let your luggage for six months? And then I got new clothes. I have clothes never heard that before. I know, I Wait, know. where was it? We don't know. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Did they reimburse yeah. you for all that shit? No, I mean, I, I called them. I gave up. I remember my ex-girl would be like, you should keep, just try calling. I'm like, oh, I'm done, man. Dude, you needed to call me. You need a Jew. You need a Jew to get in on this. This is what we, th- look, this is what know. we know how to do. I'm so I mean, I just kind of gave up. You I, should have been like, I need a Jew. Where's my Jews at? Because <laughs> we would have gotten you back. I swear to God, my my boyfriend's uh, mother is this tough Israeli woman, okay? She is – I have the utmost respect because she can get anything done in two seconds. I, I'm, I, it's amazing. We lost our – we got our luggage yeah. all fucked up when we went to Israel. They, it was also a holiday weekend there, so no one was working. There was no one at a wedding. My, my, yeah. my, my boyfriend's sister's wedding. We had, we had no clothes for the wedding. We were going to show up in the fucking wedding in Crocs. We had no idea whatever – and she walks into this this airport. Like, no one will listen to us. There's a line of people. No one's working. Whatever. She walks into this airport. Two seconds. Two seconds. She not only gets our luggage, she gets everybody that's been waiting hours and hours and hours that she gets their luggage to. And I'm like, holy shit, I don't know what that is, but I need more of that energy in my life. Yeah. So should have called me. Anyway, six months. They didn't fucking give you <laughs> no, anything. But they I didn't mean, reimburse you anything. No, the experience was too too dope. And it's just in the end, it's like. Whatever. It, it is so you just, is. so you went through Lebanon wearing other people's clothes. Basically, some I love- of my clothes. I bought clothes too. So yeah. I, I bought some clothes. Did you get like a cool like Lebanese looking outfit? No, no, I look like I look like an uncle who's trying hard. <laughs> um, okay, so tell me. I didn't like- even care though. I was like in Lebanon. I didn't. I didn't care. It was just like I was in this country that my parents are from, and it was just such a beautiful. It changed like, you know. Did it feel? Did it feel in a way like you were kind of like familiar with it? No, I felt like it felt like wow. I felt like man, I could have been born here maybe. I thought I cried a bunch because it was just overwhelming. It's just like, holy smokes, this is where my parents are from. This is like, we got, I went to see where my dad was from. We ate in this beautiful, like, restaurant where there's, like, there's, like, water running by it. And it's, like, a place that his parents take, took him to when he was kid when they were kids. Um, it's, like, a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city. Um, it, it, I don't know, so much love. And then I FaceTime. He didn't know where – I was like, where did you – where were you? Is there any landmarks? He goes, yeah, I think we were right there, man. Like I don't think he knew. I was like, this is an intersection. Is this where you grew up? Um, but he's sweet. And then we went. To, so we were supposed to go to this beach. I think it's called or this town called Bublos. I think I'm saying it wrong. But like we were gonna have a beach day, and I just didn't sit right with me. That I didn't get to see my mom's village. And I asked my friend Natalie, and she's so sweet. And she's like, you know what? If we get up early, we'll go there before the beach. So she really did us a solid. We drive out there and call my mom, FaceTime her, and she doesn't really know. Because she left when she was eight. So she's like, oh, I think so, Day. Like, we asked about landmarks that she remembers. My friend Paul's videotaping everything, right, this trip. Like, we're videotaping most of the stuff. She's videotaping. And 
the, uh, the other group of us are ahead and there's like a store where these older men are outside of. And I guess when I got there to them, they're like, what's your family's name? And I go, Reshwin, Reshwin. And he, and the guy goes, uh, in, in Arabic, I go, it's my mom, Layla, um, Georgette, and Saidi is my grandmother. No, I said Reshwin. And he goes, Layla, Saidi. He starts naming my family. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, I'm two feet. And then I'm like. What does two feet mean? It's his name. Oh, right? his name. Okay. So I FaceTime my mom and they talk. They haven't talked since she was, she was eight. Shut up. Yeah, yeah. They have, they go off. He goes, I'll take you to the house they were, they were born in and live. So they take us to the house. I, I FaceTime my mom. She's like crying. She's like, touch the door for me. She's like, this is where I was born, David. Is there a cat there? I used to take that cat to the church. I call my brothers. My brother Joe's the best because he's always joking. He's like, damn, look at that house, bro. Like he'll he won't comment <laughs> on like he'll comment. He goes, yo, what is that? Uh, what is that dude doing in that RV? Like he's not even focused on. Like he's such a jokester. Call my sister. Then I call my grandmother to show her her house. And my uncle was with her. She takes care of her, so he got to see. Um, and then I, I took them to the church that he took us to the church that they would go pray at. So I called my mom and my grandmother there. And then there's this like little, little church area where, uh, first of all, I don't know how two feet had the keys to the church. Like he's not, I don't know if he's a city worker. What? He just randomly had these keys, which is crazy. He didn't say I work at the church. No, he goes, just, I'll take you. So he's opening like the doors. Of yeah. the, of the town just has all the keys <laughs> on a big fucking. But none of us questioned it because we're so overwhelmed. Like yeah. even everyone else was like, this is, even if you're not related to me, like this is a wild ass. Yeah. So we go to this one part and there's this, there's a glass where they, there's this priest, I think from the 1960s. I don't know. He died. They kept him. Mm-hmm. They kept him. They kept the priest. His skeleton Ew. is in a, behind a glass. I'm I not have, trying to be culturally insensitive, but is that? A, is that I a, don't know. I have a picture of it. Is that a we thing were, that's like? Uh, we were tripping out. Is that a thing that's like commonplace? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Right. I don't know. So he's two feet at the door, and it says on the thing on the glass, "Don't take pictures." When I we go two feet, and he goes, "Yeah," like he <laughs> nodded, like like he looked, and he sounds like. And then he takes us to his. He's like, we take takes us to his crib. His wife and his son's at work. We sit there. He he takes me through this like it's like a apartment complex thing. He's like, let me show you guys something. He takes me and Paul. He has a cover and he takes the cover off. It's a DJ set. He starts spinning music. Shut up. I swear to you. And we're dancing. There's like video of it. And I'm seeing there's old records. There's an old Nintendo. There's like a Tim Hortons thing. I'm like Tim Hortons is a Canadian thing. He goes, yeah. Took me. Gave me soap. His brother made. And then. <laughs> We kick it and we have to leave and we drive him back somewhere. But his brother lives next door and his brother can't speak English, I think. And I'm in the I'm, I'm gonna get in the car and then he tells his brother, he goes, "This is uh, two, this is Layla's son, Layla's son." And then this guy in Arabic is like, "Layla, Saidi." I go, "Yeah." In Arabic, I tell him, "I just talked to them." And he is kind of I can't obviously it's an audio podcast, but you can't see what I'm doing. But his face was like talked i haven't talked to them in 30 years like he it was so sad and beautiful like surreal like it was surreal just total surreal and i had to slide back in the car because i was getting i was like oh this is emotional like he was like you can feel i still i can still his face is ingrained in my in my mind i can still picture it. like he's like say it's like i you know is he still oh he hasn't yeah when is he gonna talk to her so we i needed to get um 
I wanted to uh, my my group my ex at the time isn't really big into gifts gifts but I wanted to get her something so uh, she loves to cook so I got oil cooking oil from the village Aww. so like we it, but it was like in a Pepsi bottle right <laughs> that's how like these women made it right and the woman gave it to me. she's like here I go oh <laughs> shit this came from your sweat dude like they were really about it so I was like what a sick gift if I like cooking I'd be like oh that's a great gift. That's a very meaningful gift. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, because I knew she would like. She loves cooking, and yeah. it's just like it's just it's such awful. a beautiful. That's yeah, awful. It's yeah, like, and it's also coming from like this village. No, that's like some. That's cute. That so, was cute. So it's like we're at this convenience store, and I guess Two Feet's like Two Feet's a jokester. Like he did a fake thing where he fell. He took us to the to the high to the mountains where the church was. We went to this cave where they used to pray when they're hiding from war. We were in a cave. And we went to all this. This church looks so beautiful. Like, it was wild. But he was, like, joking with us, like, fake falling. Like, he's a jokester. So he's talking to the lady behind the uh, the works of this convenience store. And he says, um, Reshwen. And she's like, oh. She's like, I'm Sassim. And I'm like, what? She's like, "My, I have, I have cousins. I have nephews and nieces in um, uh, Windsor and Leamington. I go, who? And she goes, Sarki Sassim? I go, that's my cousin. And then <laughs> she shows a picture. And I'm like, yeah, that's all of them. And then we took a picture, and I sent it when I came back, when I had Wi-Fi to them, to Nicole and Sarkis. I go, yo, I met your aunt. In, um, and granted, it's a small village, and then we left, and it was just like we were all so tripped out. I mean, them. I do feel like everyone's cousins. Like in the Arab world, everyone's cousins. These Everyone- are legit cousins. I know what you mean. These are legit. Legit cousins. Legit yeah. picture. Like yeah. I'm like, no, what? I'm like, you know Sarkis? That's crazy. That's a very emotional trip. It was. Does it feel like when you go, so when you're, you know, I don't, my parents are American, so yeah. I don't have, you know, but like when you go to Lebanon, you know, a place where your parents are from, does it feel like, oh, I feel like I'm returning home at all? Or did it not feel like, is that a cliche thing that is just not, not how you No, I felt like, it felt like you just got more insight on who they were. Okay. So it doesn't feel like you're like a return to homeland. It, it feels like, no, I'm a Canadian. No, it feels like, I, I mean, I, I, no, no, I. Do you know, what, you know what I mean? I do you know yeah. what I mean. Canada's always in my heart because I was born there and it was a country that that was like it's my home. But yeah. I mean, Lebanon is my home too through them. Yeah. And, and it felt like it felt like I just wanted to – I felt – I don't know. It just really – there's no way to describe that feeling. I don't even know how to articulate it. I want to go back quickly. I miss it. I loved it. I love just being able to – having the chance to go there and then showing them their everything. And it's like, hopefully, uh, sorry, hopefully my brothers and my dad can come this summer. Yeah. And because it was like, I told them, and my sister too, I was like, yo, it's so crazy. It's like, you get to see how your parents are. And like, what if they lived here? They didn't move. What if that means we couldn't even been born? Like, it's like, wild, bro. It was like. I mean, you would have, you would have just been a different, you would have been a human being, but it was like. Lebanese dude. It was like, so sweet. That is sweet. Yeah. It's very emotional. Yeah, I mean, we were like for weeks. I was. I still am when I think about it. It's yeah. like I got to experience that. When she said, "Touch the door for me," I was like, "Damn, man!" And like, it feels. Yeah, and it was like I was like, "Holy shit!" This is where my mom was born. It's like this is where she was born. Like they didn't go to a hospital. They gave birth in that house. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. That's just like I was born there. That's wild. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. I'm glad you got to experience that. Uh, and she wouldn't. She wouldn't be able to go back. No. no. She, your mom. You, you know. You've shared that your mom has a lot of anxiety. Anxieties, so. Yeah. Because it's sorry. It's like I think I look at it now. I just vision it. Like, why? Like, it's so. Like, why would you? When I look at Windsor, the hometown, it's great. But like, 
man, they they really left the place. Like I know there's like war there now, and it's it's like the like it's like political collapse and all and like financial and all that. But they left this cultural this place that everyone is like them culturally to go to this other place. And when you're in that other place, and then you go back to Lebanon. I granted I was only there for six days. You like the beauty there. Like, and then you think about like every movement and where they went as a, as my mom as a kid and you're in her place. So you're like, these are the steps she probably went down. This is the street she went down. Like, what was her day like? What was their days like? This is the church. It felt so, you know, when I went up to the, to the church where they, he took us, I started crying because it felt the most at peace and less non-anxious I've ever felt because I was away from all, from mm. everything. I was just at this church and it was just quiet. It was like really, really quiet. And it's not like, it's quiet now here, but it's like a different quiet. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I'm like, we're in the mountains basically. It's, I don't know. It's like a trip I'll never ever forget. Like probably the, best thing I could have ever done in my life over everything, over career, over all that shit. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't, I, yeah, I'm so grateful for able to do it. it do you feel like it brought you and your parents closer together? Yeah, but, yeah, I got just a better understanding. I was like, oh, I could see why my dad's like my, how my dad is. I can see why my mom's super religious. It's a very religious village. They're Christians. They are, yeah, yeah. They're Christians. I feel like a lot of, I mean, maybe some people do. I don't know if everybody knows that there's a lot of Lebanese Christians. I mean, they, they people, don't know. That's people the think thing. people think they're all Muslim. They're all Muslim, yeah. yeah. But they're Christians. Christian, yeah. There's a big Catholic Christian. There's a big Christian community. I mean, I grew up in Windsor, and it's a lot of Christians there and a lot of different Muslims. Different white there. Christians, different. Huh? White Christians, different. What do you mean? I feel like, I think, you know, there's a white waspy Christians. Are different. Oh, than Lebanese Christians? Then, yeah, yeah. Then Arab different. Christians. Yeah, completely Is that different. A, I, mean, I feel like that's a pretty, well, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. I didn't know what you said. Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Christians are different than Muslims. No, no. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. But like, but, no, white Christians and Arab Christians, it yeah, hits a little different. Way, no? way different. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite I the same. I feel theirs is creepier. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is Kyle. I'm a Christian. You're like, ah. Oh. Yeah, God's sakes. Yeah. <laughs> There's like more cults. I go, oh, fuck. <laughs> Ain't no Lebanese guy trying to start a cult. <laughs> It'd be too showy. You know what I mean? They'd get caught. They would They would just brag about it too Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, you know, we have this cult. It's great. You should all come. You're like, what's well, that's not okay. Like, it's like, you <laughs> you're know, not supposed to call it. You're not supposed to call You're it's supposed great, to say yeah. it's just a community. They'd build something crazy. No, no, build the statue. We want them to know. <laughs> like it's like too <laughs> it's too like decorated yeah um is there what is it like being a christian in lebanon is there a persecution at all or is it chill wrong guy to ask i don't know anything politically you mean when i was there just in general like from you know when you were there do people say it's harder to be a christian in lebanon or is it pretty fine that's fine i didn't think no, i no people, one told me it was hard no like my friend natalie's christian yeah and so it's like i don't she doesn't really i i don't I don't remember her saying any hardship. There's probably hardships, but nothing like where it was so. You know what's good? It's like most Lebanese people I know are Christians. They're not. I don't know a lot of Lebanese. Um, Muslim. I I know a lot because where I grew up, and I we're closer to Detroit as well. And Detroit okay. and Dearborn is the most Lebanese people outside of oh, Le really? uh, out of Lebanon. Why? I don't know. They just really there. Well, maybe it's just because like a family and then their family yeah. and then there was oh there's a pocket let's just keep it going and then I want to be around other it just keeps growing yeah that makes sense to me you want to be lot. around people that are culturally similar to you it makes sense yeah. um, all right so talk to me about like so you were your mom has a lot of anxiety and it, it, she's she the germ thing. She just has like, you know, I don't know where she says it came from. Like, you know, her brother was into like drugs when they were when he was younger. 
and you know he had a he had battled drugs for a long time. So she has, she says it's from there, but she has like a very extent like a germophobic uh, uh, hypochondriac. That's the you know the stuff you were doing for COVID, like washing things. We were doing when we were when we were younger, like washing items that we got from the grocery store. We were doing that when when she when I was a kid. So all these COVID people are total hacks. Yeah, you're like bitch. I've been, I've been on this. On that tip. Yeah. She used to hold. Open You're like a germaphobe with, hipster. Yeah. Um, with Kleenex when we were kids. Like we were little, me and my sister. She'd, you, she'd hold you, the door with a napkin so you wouldn't touch it. She wouldn't touch doors. Like it would be like. And then you would have to like wrap your hands and. I, would, I wouldn't touch it. She'd hold it for us with a napkin. We weren't allowed to touch. She would like, if you came over and you left, she'd wash everything. Like the couch, the remotes. You know how many oh. remotes she broke since I was a kid? My dad would lose his mind. He had to pay for them. Oh, my God. Yeah, so she'd like, when you, so you'd come in the house and she'd be like, ah, hey, how's it going? And then right when you left, that door closed, she went on total washing everything. So like, when you came home from school, like, what We was went right to the shower. You weren't allowed to touch anything. You walked in, went straight to the shower. Yeah. And then she washed all your clothes? Yeah, your clothes And then toast. she gave you new clothes? Yeah. And and look, what what would happen if you came and like you know didn't shower first? You get yelled at bad, yeah. You get yelled, they might get slapped in the butt. You get a little spanking. You get a little spanking. Yeah. Wow, yeah. how did that affect you? You think? I <laughs> <laughs> did it make you a totally well-adjusted? Yeah, man, it was so adju- I was so adjusted. I dated <laughs> I dated the women that were. I, I was you know I was just so adjusted. Yeah. I, I didn't run away from therapy for most of my life right. until the last five years. Yeah. I, no. Um. Didn't have crippling anxiety. Didn't totally. take up the form of acting yeah. and comedy. Yeah, didn't, yeah, yeah. Um. Uh. You just run came away. Out yeah. Completely fine. Yeah. Didn't mess Unscaped. up relationships. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like came out perfect. How does that? Do you have any of that stuff? Are you germaphobic? Did it pass on, or are you just like I want to be dirty? I was so <laughs> bad. At one point, this. I mean, I mean, I remember this story because there's a girl I, I, we were like on and off maybe for five years. Toronto, Toronto. She's yeah. Um, she's she's yeah. She was she was great. She's great. Um, we would. You know, it's like one of those up and down things. But I mean, uh, at the f- when we first met, I think it was we called it like summer 2016, because because it was a time where I think uh, Drake had put out a song called Summer 16. It was just a very Toronto thing. Like the art, all the artists that we loved came out of Toronto, and we would listen to them, and we would take these walks from the bars to back to her place. But one night, we we were like making out on her like balcony. And she takes like my shirt off, but it's like really late at night, and she goes to throw it, and I, and when she threw it, I immediate panic. I was like, my chest. I go, that shirt is dirty. I can't wear it now. I have to grab it. So I stop. She's like, what are you doing? I go, I can't. I gotta. So I would just take my clothes and always mount them on things, and she'd be like, what are you doing? I go, it's dirty. I can't. This ground is dirty. So just completely. How do you put up with that when you're like always on the road traveling and airports? And I did it. It was like I was a complete mess. I mean, I would like take me hours to leave the house. I'd look at underwear. I go, I think that underwear's dirty. It wasn't even didn't touch the ground. I would just throw, I would throw it into the 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 di- dirty. Pl- I just was crippled. I washed my hands 17 times a day. My hands were red. It wasn't until like therapy two three years ago where we did the um cognitive not behavior the the where i would purposely have to put a sock on the ground and then pick it back up and wear it so then i so i can free myself of that so i would say the last four or five years i've taken (laughs) gotten away from those behaviors and patterns i learned from my mom my sister is not though my sister does kind of what my mom does but i was actively trying not to be like that anymore yeah i had to put in work with therapy 
I'm just surprised. I mean, I think it's an interesting, you know, being a stand-up and having to travel and be in dirty fucking comedy clubs and hotel rooms and in airports and in shared public transit. And just it's a lot of germ. It's a lot of Stuff. like the grossest areas. So it it kind of was like you put yourself in this like you threw yourself in like the most extreme circumstance to have to deal with that kind of I mean I think it's a form of OCD right like when I threw myself into those well just working in an environment that's just so dirty and gross and it's just it's not like you were working in like a sterile light library you know it's like like you had to like confront those like you know I actually didn't confront them I just kind of I just I love stand up and acting you figured out how to do it around yeah there was no confronting it was just like this is a dream I want and I'm gonna have to do whatever I have to do in this dream to get it wow yeah um I'm glad you're you're recovering from that, so that you're Same. able to travel no more. Cause yeah. you, so did you, do you think it kept you from wanting to like travel more, or do you think just stand up? No, has kept no, you? just stand. I I never wanted to travel until I felt I achieved something. That's so interesting to yeah. me because I didn't give a fuck about that. I just wanted to travel anyway, and I have heard that before. People are like, I don't feel like I deserve to travel yeah, I until I. Like... Yeah, what is that? Why don't you deserve to see the world? Because I, I was too focused on what I really wanted to, to, to attain what I wanted to attain. I just, just like didn't care. I also didn't care. I was like, I need to get this. Yeah. Every ounce and inch has to be spent into building this thing and achieving what I need to achieve. And then when I do, I'll go to fucking Kirk, Turks and Cake, whatever the fuck these places are <laughs> called. Or Cabo, whatever the fuck. Um, Tulum. I, yeah. I was like, no, man. Let's get this money right. Let's get this dream. Uh, right. Like I don't, I don't know when I'm gonna. I, I don't know when I'm gonna be taken off this planet. I needed to do. I mean, that's just me. I had like an addiction to achieving what I needed to achieve, and then when I felt I did, then I'll go vacation. Fair. And then I still can't even sit still. Did you do? Did you do spots in Lebanon? We did it. Paul, uh, Paul put on a show with this, um, uh, with the with a promotion company down there. Awkward is what they're called. So they put the show on, a low-key comedy show is Paul's show, and, and Matt Reif used to do it oh, with them yeah. regularly. So they, they, which they do it in LA and all over, like technically all over America, and, yeah. and they've done it at Just for Laughs this last year. He brought it to Lebanon, and we co-hosted, and we did two shows with this company called Awkward, and there was 200 people each show. Was it in English or Arabic? Um, some acts were doing it, and we, we did it in English. Some acts were doing it in Arabic. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah, so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh my God. Me and Paul had a better set the second show because we had to learn what was going on. But I mean, it was just, I mean, for me, Yeah, Paul, what's that like? I mean, obviously you are Lebanese, Canadian, but like you, was there cultural differences? Yeah, because I was making fun of the street kids to ask for money and I didn't know what the, and I, they didn't like it because I didn't know what the history was. Oh, I was like, and then they didn't shit. like it. So there was some stuff. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, which is understandable. So I just think in general, um, you know, for me, the show, I, I'm glad Paul did it. I'm glad I did it, too. But for Paul, I mean, for me, it was just getting to Lebanon and experiencing the country yeah. was more important to me than the show. Yeah. But I still did have a great time. They they, they treated us well. The people treated us well. Such beautiful people, man. Lebanese people are so beautiful, like physically and emotionally. Yeah. Like physically too. Like Middle just Eastern people are hot. So, yeah. No, honestly. But Lebanese, like a different kind of like, I mean, I mean the men. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fucking hot. Yeah. Women are hot. Yeah. Like I would, you know I what I mean? I agree with you. I, I, I think when I go to the Middle East, I'm like, holy, everyone here is gorgeous. I'll tell you this though, man. If I was a little bit super, super extra tipsy and a couple wanted to go for it, I think I would have been in it. With a guy too? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's a hot take. The Lebanese men are so sexy. You'd let him slip it in a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, you'd let him. You'd let him. Yeah, I think all three of us would have been smoking in the bed after. Oh my. (laughs) 
<laughs> I remember looking at a couple like that. I was like, damn. Like, I was getting, it was hot. I was like, I'm sweating. I, here I agree. I think Middle Eastern people are some of the most beautiful. Yeah. It's like. I want to specifically say the Lebanese. I though. know. Okay, I, I know. I, I know. get it. I get it. But it's, this is how it also is when you talk about who makes the best hummus. Like. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't want to get into that either. We'll I, fight. You and I will fight. Yeah, I don't even know, actually. I don't even want to say. I don't even want to start that. It's, you know what it is? I don't want to fight with anyone. I feel like it, w- w- about the political, I know, we all know what the elephant in the room is, but I feel like the funniest fights for me are like, who makes the best hummus? Like, that'll fight with anyone about, because I will say, you know, people get real in their fucking feelings about it, and I think it's hilarious. You're going on, wh- tell me about the, um, you're going to Barcelona? Or are you going <laughs> well, to that was because my friend, Lindsay Ames, who's also... Oh, I know Lindsay, yeah. You know Lindsay? She's great. So, like, actor, comedian, very, very talented, um, sweetest person on the planet, I would say. It was, like, she got me onto this artist named Fred Again. I'm not into, like, that kind of genre of music, but Fred Again is the best. And and um, he does, like, electronic... He's just amazing musician. He's just... Check him out. Fred Again, if you have not. So, we... Uh, she put me on him, and I just was listening to him. I literally all the time and um she's like in august i think was it or september but she's like yo fred is coming to la he's playing the hollywood cemetery and then i was like she's like we gotta go i go we gotta go and um i was watching his boiler room thing for a while and then we go and the opening was crazy and i'm it's me her and her friend but we're all spaced out she's a little bit ahead of me and the opening's uh, his opening made me cry, but I'm by a garter rail, so I'm like crying. And I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and I walk over, and she, she turns. She goes, "Did you cry?" I go, "Yeah." And then she cried too, but we cried separately. So <laughs> it was such a fun concert, and he's such an amazing performer that, like, um, I think this was a month ago or two. She's like, "He's playing in Barcelona. Do you want to go?" And I'm like, "I've never traveled anywhere to see a musician like that." I was like, "Yeah." Let's do it. You and Lindsay Ames are going to go to Barcelona, Barcelona to watch F- Fred, Fred again. again, Kendrick Lamar, and Baby Keem, and there's other artists. It's a festival. It's a music festival. It's June 1st. What a fun trip you guys are going on. I know. And then I was like, should we go to France? Someone else, someone had told me to go to France, and there's a actor, actress that I know that lives there, and I was like, maybe I'll go to France too. I want to travel with you. You sound fun to travel with. I'd say I am. Where's somewhere? Where's somewhere else you want to go? What's on your list? I want to go to. This is not like. I, I want to go to Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> it's France. It's Barcelona. It's, it's Lebanon. Then there's Nashville. My brother Nashville actually. Chills that is cool. Yeah, my little brother actually was like, he wants to go to Nashville. I go, oh, me too. Like he, I didn't know that about him. Um, and he, and but I have like a director friend of mine. She used to live there, I believe, or she might have is from there. And she's like, you got to go to Nashville. I want to go to um, Lebanon again, obviously. I want to go to – I want to try Italy um, and go visit Italy, France, like I said. Um, I'd love to go back to Australia. I've been to Australia twice. I'd love to go back there. And I want to go to London. London, yeah. To go to London town. You should do like a Euro tour. I might. Can you get? Can you bake work into it so that you have like a you know some anchors? I might try to book a show, a small show. You in write London. it off then, you know. Yeah, in, the U- <laughs> in London, someone uh, had told me to go out there because they're like they watch Rami a lot out there, and I was like, I'll, I'll go. I might go out there. Try to think somewhere else though. Yeah, go where Rami's big. I want to go to Japan. Get... I've been. It's cool. Because I've I've been to China for shows. You went to China for shows? 2017. Wait, what? Okay, what happened? What was that? Where did you go in China? I'll say some of these names wrong, probably. Be- sorry, Beijing, Shanghai, Singapore, 
Chinadu and Hangzhou. What, how was that? What was? Tell me about the Sh- Shanghai was amazing. I T- loved it. Tell me about the experience. The sh- uh, it was like weird, not weird, but like there's certain rules. So I was like a little bit nervous. You couldn't like use Instagram or you couldn't post. I don't know. The social media was weird. But the food was amazing. I had there was a promoter in each city. Beijing was like the it was the venue there. The guy I remember the guy got us got got us hella wasted. He got me hella wasted, and he's like, "We gotta get you. We gotta walk. Someone's gotta walk you home." I go, "Yeah, I don't even know where my hotel is," and the hotels were great. Shanghai was dope because I remember I was drinking in the street, and I was like, and then they were like, "No, I was chugging a beer," and the guy goes, the promoter guy goes, the comedian, he goes, "Yo, what are you doing?" I go, "What?" He goes, "Man, you could take that with you." And I went on his motorcycle with him, like a little bike, and then I was drinking the beer. And then we went to this area where it was all like expats, almost like Canadians were there. And you you can take food and beer into every bar. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, I thought the security guard was going to snap. He goes, no, man, you can do that. It was just so cool. The fashion there was kind of lit. I liked it. That's awesome. Yeah, and the shows were fire. I'm so sorry. I, like, would, did not, I would, did not expect that. No, I didn't either. What happened was Will Sylvins is a very funny comedian from New York. I remember I worked with Will in Australia for the first time, and he showed me on his phone he went to China to do comedy. I go, yo, this is crazy, Will. This is like 2014, <laughs> or maybe 13, I don't know. And he goes, and, he, and Will's so cool, he's like, no, nah, man, you go, you go and do it. And I was like, what? He goes, you're going to do it. I go, oh, whatever. And I didn't know Will that well. Um, no, I knew him well. Yeah, what am I talking about? Because I did. He helped me with the NBC diversity thing. He was like the host, and he was very supportive. So, and they love him in Australia too. And I think they do. And yeah, they love him everywhere. So, I'm at in New York. I think around 2018, maybe or or 17 or 18 or 19. And I'm at the cellar hanging out. I think with Darren Rose, a comic, Nathan McIntosh, maybe Ronnie Chang, and Will comes over to our table, and he was like, he goes, "Y'all want to go to China?" <laughs> we were like. <laughs> We're like, yeah. And he comes back. He takes our emails. Or he took some of us who volunteered. We're like, yo. And then I'm on the train to go back to – I was living in Ridgewood, Fresh Pond Stop. I get this email from this this comic promoter, Andy Curran it was. Yeah. And he was like, here are the dates. Do you want to come to China? And I was like, yeah. And I think a month later maybe I was – uh, packed on a plane. That is so exciting. So now cool. tell me about like figuring out the cultural difference that like are you are you changing your comedy for that? Or are you just like <laughs> Sorry. let's see how it goes. No, because you a gotta lot. stop smoking cigarettes. I know. Like I love you and I don't want to be like a mom to you, but you gotta fucking stop smoking I'll cigarettes. I'll stop. It's the last pack. So it's like a, um <laughs> there was like a it was an English there was uh, most of the audience was people who were teaching English maybe there. So that's you did, and then it was like people, oh, so you were doing it to like Western. It was like yeah, and there were some people from China who wanted to learn English, and, and they'd they were, come okay. to the show. Okay, so that's what you got a lot of. Oh, okay, um, but that's they were still like it was so late. I mean, there was one day I wanted to see I think Shanghai, and and this the uh, a local. She's like, no, was it Beijing? She was like, oh, my friend will take you around. And I don't know if um, did she, she can speak a little bit of English. And she took me around. And it was very adorable of her. Like, we met, and then she took me. She was so cute. Like, she took me sightseeing, and I was struggling to, like, speak. Like, it was just so adorable because we both were, like, she wanted to show me the city. Are you having, like, romances when you're on the road and, like, you're shooting comedy in all these cool places? Have I had romances? Are you, like, are you going out and, like, meeting girls and, like... Yeah, yeah. Some of the best relationships, like, with people I had was, like, these, like, um, um, 
like on the road and stuff like that if i'm in a city or something like that for sure like you'll meet and they're so cool because you'll meet them and have such a lovely night and then you never see them again how is that for you you're you're a sensitive boy you know and this is not good but i I had to train myself to learn how to to stop my heart or stop or sorry to 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 have a certain boundary like guard your heart not guard it in a sense but i could i could i learn how to love you and adore you in that time span and let go wow and it was like cold it was like i could just let go from you I'm like, okay, you're not for me. And okay, I, you could. How about the girls that you were, you were entering? No, <laughs> probably not. And I mean, I've paid for that. I've through their anger, and and years later, I'm I'm trying to make all my amends. I remember one year I went and messaged everyone. And oh, I was really? Like, yeah, I was like, I'm sorry for how I acted. I was I was, I was ignorant. I didn't didn't take your feelings into consideration because you know you're just kind of like traveling. It's not right. For you, well, for you, it's like you're just, it's a moment passing, but that's like where they live. So yeah. to them, it's like, oh, they met somebody in their hometown. So it's like their same life. Yeah. You're like, I don't even remember where I was yesterday. No. I'm always touring on the road. It's a difference. I, I feel that. Do you, uh, do you feel like it's hard to maintain relationships? 100%. Yeah. So even my last one, I was on tour and, and one of the, 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 the reason we were on this tour, the, the main com- comedian that, that asked us or he brought, a, he brought us with him. He was like, it's hard, huh? Because was, I was telling him about this new relationship. He was like, it's hard. I was like, what's hard? He goes, having a relationship and doing this. Because he's, he was like a TV personality in Canada for the longest time. He's mm-hmm. like a legend. Rick Mercer. He's like just a huge legend and like so funny. And I think he was doing stand-up and he was just like, it's hard. And I was like, yeah. Because he was, he was, we were touring. He's like, it's probably hard to maintain something this regular when you're touring. I go, yeah, man. And it was like a fear. It's a fear. It was a fearful. Th- in a sense, I've had this fear for the longest time, and it's hard to maintain. And as much as a person can love you when you're always leaving, and it could take a toll on them. And as much as they tell you they're down with you, it's hard. You can say I'm down with you, but then once you start going through the emotions of missing them and never around, that that word you said doesn't count anymore. It does not. It's not gonna. Because you can say it at the beginning and be like, I'm there for you. I don't have an issue with it. But once I start leaving all the time and we're starting to connect more and fall deeper in love, you're going to have a problem with it. Well, it's, it's I hard. think any human would. It just exists. The relationship exists more in your head and on your phone than yeah. it does in real life. You're not like living the relationship no. as much as you're imagining the relationship. And I can understand that and shit. And that's why, you know, that's why in my in, in my case, when I was with my girl, I was like, come out to Montreal because we were gone for three weeks is a lot. Three weeks is a lot, especially if you just started dating, to be gone from someone. Yeah. It's, like, hard. You don't have that foundation to be able no, to – No, and then yeah. on top – but then when they do come with you, now they're – you're throwing them into a crazier state of, like, you're with me every day in a hotel room. It's pretty high-low. It's pretty intense. There's yeah. not that opportunity to just kind of see what someone's like on a random Sunday or something. No, and I think for me personally, I made amends and I made peace a few years ago with be, with ending up alone. Really? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know why I did that, but I was like, I might end up alone. And now, now I don't have to. It's pretty dramatic that I'm doing this. But in my head, I was like, you might end up alone. There could be a case where, you know, you're running through and doing all this and you'll be alone. So how do you make peace with that? Without Maybe being you just so find painful. you just find an awesome chick who's willing to totally give up her whole dream and her whole life and her, her whole identity for you. That sounds yeah. fun. I mean, look, I was being dramatic, but I'm saying it's like it you're does. You're not gonna end up alone. It does help you. So that you're not navigate. Yeah. Well, yeah. Take precautions. Your precaution is just going. I'm gonna end up alone. I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah. Okay. I guess we'll end there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
<laughs> I don't want to go anywhere else from no, there. I, don't I think we should end there. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you? Oh, so it's Instagram, Dave Merhej, M-E-R-H-E-J-E. And then uh, the website's the same thing. And then um, Facebook, only nobody really uses it, I think, or I use it still. And uh, yeah, just message me um, on Instagram. You can see him on uh, Rami. Yeah, watch season three of Rami. Watch all the seasons if you haven't watched Are them. you guys doing four? Do you know yet? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and um, also, I'm in a movie that's premiering at Sundance. I don't know when this will come out, um, but it's... I mean, I don't know if it's coming because it premieres. The premiere is January nineteenth, but there's like you can buy online tickets, I believe, to watch it at the at that festival. But I don't know when this episode is gonna come out, so I could be just telling you this. But I mean, look out for that movie, basically. What's the movie? It's called Sometimes I Think About Dying, with Daisy Ridley, myself. Amazing. Yeah. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Dave, you're a really sweet, sweet guy. You've always been a really sweet guy. And I, I, I like you. I like, I like knowing you. You're a nice guy. I like knowing you too, man. Thank you for making that trek to come here. Of course. In, in the rain of In LA. the rain. I mean, honestly, I almost died getting here. <laughs> so I almost died for you. How does that I, feel? I mean, it doesn't – I don't want to know that you almost died. This is good. <laughs> I almost died for you. No, I'm going to turn on some lights, too. It's pretty. It's, it just got so dark. It's so dark in here. It's raining. It's, like, so depressing. But you know what? This is a beautiful work. It's yeah. Good, it's, good to, it's good to be here. It's good to know you. Love you. Love you. Uh, we'll see you next week on Globe Thotting with Chelsea Frank. <laughs>